to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How's it going, Dad? Uh, It's going well. Yeah? Yeah. Yes, it's going very well, Steve. As you know, there's a lot of exciting things are going to happen in the next couple of months. We can't talk much about them at the moment. I'm a little bit nervous with excitement. (laughs) (laughs) But people are going to find out very quickly and very soon that, um, you know, just what this is all about. It's got both of us really sort of tingling, I think, with with exciting. As well as uh, all of that, of course, as the added... Uh, bonus that we've both got of, of new ideas on the art side which is mm-hmm. you know um and the pastel pencils are constantly surprising me yes i know which is amazing after all this time you wouldn't uh-huh. think it would carry on doing but it's still doing it well someone mentioned actually in an email i think it was jill said does colin ever has he s- stopped learning you know has it got <laughs> to the point where he stopped learning and i was like oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> Which is great. I'll tell you why it's great if Jill's listening and all the other people who would be saying the same thing to me. Um, why it's great is because if you if you have a, a product like we have here that is constantly turning up new ideas, all those new ideas turn into more new ideas. It kind of you you branch out into another area and then suddenly in that area another field of possibilities open absolutely staggering and i i cannot it emphasize enough that people who are starting out on the road of art have got a fantastic future ahead of them mm. if they if they are have got the passion for it because you think of what i've learned in the 30 odd years of, of demonstrating teaching um hundreds and hundreds of pictures hundreds and hundreds of uh, lessons i've given and i'm still finding new things to talk about and excite about and fantastic so Mm -hmm. people don't ever think that i've if i do ever get to the point where i can't learn anything that will be the time when i hang up me pencils that's never going to happen though is it no it won't happen it can't (laughs) i don't think it can no well, you will know from the acting point of view how many actors, and I know you've met a few and you've talked to a few of, you know, old stalwarts who have been there a long time. They have still got that same passion. They still find it. They still find new things uh, to do with their scripts. And you never get any of them say, uh, oh, yeah, same old, same old, same old, same old. They don't say that because they know that somewhere in, hidden in a script is something new that they can learn. And yeah. it's the same with art. And it's the same with music. And in mm. fact, any creative art. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And that's it's when it gets less enjoyable and you you know, you just think, nah, time to time to stop. Yeah, well, it won't happen. I can guarantee it won't happen. No. Um we've got so we've got a few things to talk about today. We've got um we've got a main focus of today's podcast is going to be talking about um greenery and trees and mm. bushes um we'll get to that a little bit later uh first of all we did a i wanted we got your feedback on the facebook page if people follow us on facebook then they would have seen i did a little poll just to see what people preferred in the editing and what came up again as we've talked about many times before in the past is pencil numbers 
appearing on the screen and lots of people requesting that we add this feature that they saw in a draw and paint DVD you did a long time ago. That's right. Because that was in that. And uh, and we have to reiterate again to anyone listening that was on that Facebook poll and commented that we can't offer that. It's it's impossible for us to be putting up the pencil number every time you change a pencil to put it up on screen. And um, you told me an interesting story about that DVD because that's where people would have seen that done before. Do you want to say talk about that? Yes. Well, I, it was it didn't come from me. The production team had this bright idea one day. I, I was I was up in uh, Newark in the studio of um, teaching art, and they said to me, hey, you know, Colin, a really good idea. Why don't we put the pencil number in the top left-hand corner uh, as you do it, as, as they see the pencil appear? And I said, yeah, if you want to. Um, I, I couldn't actually see much of a benefit but they said well no i think it'd be a great idea all our readers would love it or our viewers would love it anyway so they went ahead anyway after it was all done and finished the same chap he said to me i wished i hadn't opened my mouth he said that has caused me so much aggravation you wouldn't believe he said never in ever ever never i would ever do it again if that is just a madness that was it took me forever to do yeah now, and i could and it's true and of course it never did happen again no that's <laughs> right yeah. i was quite happy with it i found it when i looked at that dvd i found it distracting it broke yeah. my concentration so i i never liked the idea and still don't so that's one reason why we won't be doing it steve yeah but secondly um the cost involved in terms of somebody editing, namely you, you'd have to give up all the other stuff you do to do it because uh, I send you an awful lot of DV, of uh, video footage. And if you had to do that every time, I give you an idea. I, I, if, if you were to do that, uh, one of my videos, one of my longer ones, it might take you oh, a few hours, I should think, to do perhaps a day. I don't know how long it takes, but if you did, you could magnify that by seven. It would take that much longer to do it. You think how many times over a four-hour project you change pencils? I mean, it would be ridiculous. Not only that, Steve, but you'd have to keep asking me. (laughs) You know, Colin, when you change that from this to this, what which colour? I couldn't quite identify that colour. What would it be? Yeah. I don't know, I would say. Oh, Right. So what do we do? Do you see what I mean? The complications. I mean, the thing is, what they're looking at, people, all the members are looking at, they're looking at the finished product. They're looking at the the way I'm doing it. A lot of people can actually put their own pencil numbers in if they like. They they don't have to use the pencils that I suggest um, because we've given a list of pencils anyway. So if you're starting a project you would know what those pencils were, or at least you'd have the 20 or pencils uh, listed. So you would know it's one of them. And if it looks right, I mean, somebody said to me the other day, I think I got a, I think I got an email, was it? I th- or it was a comment um, that the red, you know, the 187, hmm. the very popular red or ochre, ready ochre that I use, um, that, looked different on the screen to the one that they'd got. And they asked me, was there, a, could there be 
a difference. And no, there couldn't be. The, they would all be the same. But the, the television tends to um, change the tone slightly. Mm. And that's also the benefit of giving the number yes. of, of 187, you know. Well, I'll tell you what I am doing, Steve, and um, you've probably seen this in other videos that I've done, but the one I'm doing at the moment, which I'm going to be talking about in a little while, I've actually, when I remember it, folks, so don't expect it every time, when I'm when I'm doing, I'm narrating it, then I usually tell you, oh, I'm using a 187 or, or 283. But when I'm not narrating and it's just I'm scribbling away, changing pencils. I try to, to turn the pencil on the screen. I actually put it, I, I turn it round so that you can see it. And now I don't remember it every time, but I do remember it a lot of times. Yeah. So I'm practicing this and probably in another year or two, <laughs> I shall be perfecting it. So yeah. in another year or two, if you're watching it, you might find that when I get to that situation, uh, yeah. that I will turn the pencil just momentarily and you'll look at it and think, oh, it's a 187, then I use it. Mm. Well, this is what we, we asked really about the narration, about the mm. music and whether people want less of that, you know, and that's, that's how we got, well, we didn't start with the pencil number subject that came up, but um, yeah, it's just, we're always trying to, to better yeah. the services, do as, do as best we can for everyone that's watching. And um, we just wanted to address that because a lot of people saw that comment and started asking as well. <laughs> so, well, that's a good idea, Colin. Steve, do it. Yeah, um, not quite as easy as that. <laughs> no, but I tell you what, we have. I mean, as a result of that, uh, it, I took it to um, the other extreme, thinking, "Ah, oh, okay. Well, now what could I do? What can I do to help? If we're not going to do this, and I knew we wouldn't be able to do that, what can I do?" And then I thought, "Ah, oh, wait a minute. You know, if I if I have a dodgy pencil number and i turn it around so that you can see it mm. it could be it could be very useful i'm sure people would find that more more uh attractive and uh useful yes absolutely anyway moving on um so let's talk about our subject for this week christine has sent an email and she says dear colin and steve i've been a member since you first started the site which was oh my god that was a long time ago wasn't it 2011 i think we started um and i love it you are a brilliant teacher i have learned so much i have a major problem with greenery trees and bushes i've practiced and watched you i've even tried studying the bushes in my garden i am looking without seeing if that makes sense mm. so so frustrated i stopped doing pictures with any greenery for a while i recently had another try and still the same no improvement i'm not sure what to do next can you advise me mm. regards christine uh, well i certainly can talk about it because it, I, I totally sympathize with you it is real. You either got it or you haven't in a situation like this. Um, we're going to be talking in a little while about impressionism, uh, and I'm going to bring that up again. This is really comes down to impressionism. You cannot actually physically draw a representation of a bush, a tree, any foliage accurately. You can't do it. It's impossible to do. And you wouldn't want to. Because if you did that, it would be too false, would be the word. Now, what the bushes and the trees and foliage need is randomness. And this, this comes from not being precise, not saying, 
dot, 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 dot. One of the things that I have found, and I'm sure you can relate to this, folks, is when, when I had my art classes, I used to go around and look at people's landscape work. And I remember looking at what, uh, well, many, in fact, and you know where you put the black on? I put the dark color on. I used to put I used to put black on a lot. Now I put the 175s and the 181s more. But th- at that time, we were using the black into the greenery. So you'd mm-hmm. have greenery and ochre, and then you put the black in to make it darker, which you've got to do to create the impression of three-dimension. Now, what looked when I looked at their pictures, it looked like there was a lot of bird's nests all over the picture. Now, they obviously weren't bird's nests. They were... An, a feeble attempt to try to put the dark in. But what they've done is one here, one there, one there, one there. Start again, one here, one... A bit regimented. I mean? It was contrived. And this is what you've got to stop doing. That is the one thing that will not work with uh, the foliage. So I've given you a picture of the, the worst that can happen. And if you were... When you start putting uh, foliage on you usually start with a medium tone and this is different to when we use base colors because here we're not talking about base color well we are but not in the same vein so you would start with a medium tone where usually my favorite is the 168 people know that if i start with a 168 if Hmm. i'm going into a dark uh, uh, perhaps a light area, and I want an immediate top of a tree, for instance, against a light sky, I would put the 174 in, not the 168. The 174 would then give you the contrast that you have against the sky. So these are kind of two little rules that you can have straight away. Once you put the 168 in, the other thing about it is you don't put it all over. You're starting with, if you're using our same color paper, you're Putting the 168 in, representing your tree or bush or section of foliage. Now, having put that in, you should have uh, an equal number of an equal number of spaces, if you like, between each squiggle uh, of the 168. And when you've done that, then you put another color in. That can be 170, for instance, or you could put, or if it's a darker tree, you could put 174 in. And when you put the 174 in and squiggle that, sometimes it will hit the uh, untouched area, that's the places between the 168, and sometimes it will hit the 168. Now, if you repeat all of these things, it gradually you fill your section up with a lot of little random areas of color. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, and that would look good not that would look okay but there's no depth in it then you've got to work in the 174 or the 175 if you want to dark lightly to start with and that would then break up the darkness now this is the usual way that i go about working on tree now this is if you're working on green which largely people are if they're working on trees mm. but we've recently done a lot of and the last picture that i put out or you put up on the member mm. site which is Ain, uh, uh, ainsford ainsford um is not green it, it's a, a multicolored um, picture i wanted to do that because i wanted uh, a more colorful picture i started with the ainsford 
This is what got me confused, Steve. Yeah. Ainsford and Alford. Yeah. Um, they're all in the same neck of the woods, folks, but uh, in Kent. Anyway, um, and I wanted to make it a little bit more, um, you know, uh, colourful. But the same principle applies no matter whether you're using green, ochre, oranges, whatever. You've still got to work that same principle. You still work, you still work the medium colours in to start with, and then the darker colours. Now I don't have to tell you this because you've only got to walk back, look back on the videos, and see how I did it. Mm. These are the ways. This is the, what you do. But I do sympathise completely because I've never, in the from the time I first started with watercolour, had a problem with it. I found it easy. And now. Yeah, it's all right for you. No, it isn't. It's, that's the way it, I, I work. I have a, a mindset, which is like a random mindset. I can see this randomness in, a, in foliage. Other people can't. And there's no way that I can actually help you any more than that. You've either got to keep practicing it. And I know out there in podcast land, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of people exactly like you, Christine, who have the same problem. I know that because we see the results of it, and uh, I saw it in my classes. In all of the time and all the students I had, many hundreds of students I had, it's only half a dozen of those that ever could ever do the way I did it. It's, mm. it's so rare. It's very hard to do, and I sympathize totally with you. Now, if you do animals and that, you don't have a problem because you don't have that kind of thing happening. It's only in landscapes that you really have to work on it. Mm. But all I can suggest is that you keep looking at the videos, bearing in mind what I've just said, and, and knowing now how I view it. I do try when I'm doing the um, video the filming to actually explain it as I go along, but I can't keep saying the same thing over and over again. Mm. So this kind of is a one-off that I'm telling you now, but that's how I approach the uh, foliage. Mm. It's all done the same way, Steve. If you've got grass, it's the same. Mm. It's, it is a mixture. It's, it is a mixture of impressionism, isn't it? It's having yep. that impressionistic approach, yep. but that's incredibly difficult to teach because it can only really be shown yep. on the videos. Um, there is the theory behind it, which is what you've just explained of layering the colours um, and then combine that with that theory with watching the practical application of it and then trying to emulate that. It's, mm. It is difficult. Absolutely. And, and I think probably if, you were, if, you were, if I was honest, I would say that, as I said, most people would find it difficult to do. But if you were to bear with me and follow me down the impressionistic route, which I'm taking you um, in the next, well, from from now on, I think, probably, I'm going to take you down this route, and you might look at, oh, I can't do that. Oh, that's too hard. Huh. It might be too hard, but what that would unlock the secret that I'm trying to tell you because with impressionism you have to be that way you have to you can't think in straight lines you can't do that it just doesn't work that way you've got to think oh if this color goes onto that color what will it do find out do it don't think about it and think oh no that won't work because it, it won't work then if you think like that what you've got to do with impressionism is, is, is give it give it your best shot 
You've got so, to go for it. And when people find, or when people do, the impressionistic pictures that are coming up in the next six months or so, and are prepared to give them a go, even though they might not really feel that's what they want to do, they want more realistic stuff, when it comes back to the realistic uh, things that they want to do, they will get better because the impressionism will have taught them mm. so much. So the pictures that you're working on at the moment are going to help stretch people's um, yes. if, abilities if, yes. and imaginations in order to yes. in, in order to go back and view things like bushes and foliage and trees with a different eye because yes. they've gone beyond what they, yes. they perhaps would have Absolutely. thought before. Yeah. So the pictures that you're working on at the moment, give us some examples and let's lead yeah. into this topic well, conversation. Sure. Well, the, 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 mostly landscape, I've got to say, because landscape is um, ideal. If you think of all the impressionism, Monet, Manet, um, Renoir, um, all of the great ones, they all, or most of them, go for landscape work because that's the area. It was, it's the big, it was the biggest seller. Bear in mind, nowadays we look at animals being the biggest seller, don't we? Mm. And without any shadow of a doubt, and I think everybody will agree with me. The problem we had in the mid eighteen hundreds, uh, they couldn't do animals very well because they needed photography as such. So the animals they had to um, sketch and the animals don't stay in still very long. <laughs> it's very hard to actually produce imagery of animals. Hmm. This is why they weren't done. So this is why you find that it, mostly landscapes or portrait work because portrait, again, you can do impressionism in portrait work as well, really well. In fact, that's what I'm doing at the moment, Stevie. Hmm. Uh, I'm doing uh, remoirs or a, a version of remoirs uh, da- uh, dance, dance, uh, bouvial. I, I, I oh, don't ask me either. French people will have a go at me there, I'm sure. <laughs> but anyway, it will be there. Dance at Bougival. Anyway, whatever. And I'm doing that. It's a lovely picture. I'm doing it because, one, I want to do it because it was one of my favourite pictures anyway of Renoir's. Uh, it's a couple dancing in the front. One's got mm. a pink dress and the other's got a blue uh, suit on and it's a lovely picture it looks good and it's coming along brilliantly i've done the characters already and now i'm working on the impressionism surrounding it so it's right right the right up to date folks now when you're doing when i'm doing this impressionism i'm using all the colors in the ra- of the rainbow you couldn't believe how many colors i'm putting in but i'm not thinking about it i'm just doing it and when you see this actually done, you'll think, I'm going to copy that. But if you tried to copy what I did, it won't work. So what you have to do is look at what I've done, look at the pencils, because you have all the pencil numbers, and then go for it. Do it yourself. Mm. In your head, you will have a little voice if you learn to listen to him saying, oh, use a pink, use, a, use an ochre, use a green. Don't try to copy what I do. Now, I'm you think, well, you're copying Renoir's picture. No, I'm not. I'm looking at Renoir's picture. I'm looking at the, the floor, particularly underneath the dancers, um, where the, uh, 
the, is the foreground, which is the worst part of, anyway. And I'm looking at that floor and I'm looking at, and, and I look at the picture, Renoir's picture, and I think, okay, that's in my mind. And then I go to my own and do my own thing. Mm. Because you cannot replicate impressionism. It doesn't work. Because impressionism comes from within you. But you can get an idea, and that idea then is transmitted onto your own piece of work. Am I making sense? Do you? you are. You are. So you're, you're interpreting Renoir's. That's exactly what I'm doing. putting it as your own. Exactly. And then people watching you should interpret your work. That's right. And do their own. If they try to copy what I do, it won't work. Not exactly, I meant, oh, he's put that little tiny mark there. I've got to do that. If you, It won't work like that. It doesn't right. work that way. You've got to look at it as a general thing. I see how he's done the, the folds of that dress. Okay. Now, mm. the white, pink, so and so and so and so. I'll be telling you that anyway on the video. Mm. Uh, I had nobody telling me. I had to look at the picture to interpret it. Mm. And, but I will tell you. And then you can look at it and think, okay, now, if I did it that way, Keep looking at the picture. I mean, don't don't keep looking at my picture and not saying, you know, keep it in your mind and then don't look at it forever. Keep looking at it. But when you're looking at it, try to imagine your own interpretation of that going onto your own picture. And once you do that, you'll find that you can make a lot of things up. Mm. And you'll be surprised. You think, wow. And it's no good coming to me and say, oh, it doesn't look anything like yours. I should say, good. I'm glad it doesn't, because it's your, not mine. That's fascinating, because we're venturing into teaching our students a whole new set of skills. Mm. And it's it's something that is going to, you know, either people are going to be excited for or going to think, no, I'm not ready for that. But either way, by doing these projects and projects and leaving them there for people to, to do at their own leisure, they're going to, when they're ready... They're going to really um, expand their ability. Mm. It's very exciting. Well, I think, too, the, um, all of the great artists, Picasso is a very good example. He, look at his work. Look about way out. Uh, Salvador Dali is another one. Look at his work. Whoa, wow. Talk about way out. Mm. Now, all of those artists could draw brilliantly from a draftsman, uh, draftman, draftsmanship angle. They, they could actually draw. So they've then moved on. As I've moved on, I'm mm. moving on. Um, I can draw. I can draw a tiger, no problem at all. I can draw a cat, no problem at all. I can draw a general uh, landscape with, with detail. I can do that. And, but now I'm moving on. And this yeah. is what I want all our students to do, move on. What you can't do is say, I've never drawn before, Colin. Can you teach me to be an impressionist artist? No, I can't. Sorry. That's impossible. What I can do is I can teach you the ideas, and but you've still got to learn to draw. You've still got to start at the, at the basic area. And the very good area to start is on the animals because they are more precise. Mm. And then you can move in. A lot of people don't like doing land, landscape work because it's too demanding. They haven't got any form. They haven't got, you know, if you've got a tiger or a, uh, an elephant or a cat or a dog, you've got a form that you can follow. Okay, there's a certain amount of impressionism uh, in the backgrounds. But how many people have problems with backgrounds, Steve? Yeah. How many oh, people? A lot of them. Because it's impressionism again. 
You see what I mean? So we're coming back to this whole question. But I, I, I suppose in a way people would look at me at this podcast today. Oh, I'm not going down the art road. It's too hard. Uh, but, it, but but it isn't. It, it's as hard as you want to make it. But the, it's fascinating. It's an area that everybody should be doing. To be honest. But it's it's there's so much to discover and it leads us back to that initial someone uh, saying about you know is there ever are you ever going to stop learning and that's right. we've proved with what you've just been talking about that you there's so much more to discover once you've reached a once you think you've reached somewhere and you think all right that's it and then all of a sudden the door's wide open again mm-hmm. well i've told you many times about uh, one particular person who still is in my head when he he said uh, to somebody at an exhibition where he was exhibiting his picture. He said, um, oh, Collins told me that he can't teach me anymore. Uh, I know it all now. I thought, God, talk about arrogance. And his picture was absolutely appalling. Mm. And it was appalling because he thought that was was it. He thought it was great. Mm. He thought he'd learnt it all. And as soon as you say that, that's it, you stop. You don't get any better. You don't get any further. Most of my, that, fortunately, doesn't happen to any of our students. They're all in the same idea. They want to get better. They crave to get better. Mm. And that's that's the feeling that I want in them. And we're giving all the um, instruments and all the video footage to help them. Mm. Excellent. Well, I think that's a really good note to end on. Um, I really hope you I've really enjoyed listening to you talk about this subject, actually. So I'm sure everyone else out there has also been fascinated with what you've been saying. If you have enjoyed this podcast, then please, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and um, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on iTunes, then it'd be wonderful if you could leave us a review on there and um, keep tuning in. And we'll be doing this every two weeks uh, as we have been doing since we brought it back. And if you're interested in learning, if you're not already a member and you want to learn um, more and you want to become a member, then go to our website, colinbradleyart.com. We've recently added uh, a lot of new plans um, for paying yearly if it's something you want to uh, venture into. And as a bonus, you'll get feedback on your artwork, which you can send to us. And we'll be um, doing our next feedback show next week, where we'll be broadcasting again. So um, thanks, Dad. That's all right. Pleasure's mine. And keep your questions coming as well for the podcast because we'll be uh, doing another one in two weeks. So, excellent. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. Oh, <laughs>